Hi, I'm Lisa Metropolis with Kaiba Health and Life Podcast, and I'm here today with our amazing friend, Emily Cowan. Thank you so much for being here, Emily. Thank you for having me. Emily, you are an integrative nutritional health coach and body positive coach, and you own Phoenix Trans Transform. Correct. Yeah. So it's a handful. It's yeah. a handful. It's a handful, <laughs> but it's it's beautiful. And what you do is beautiful. And I want you to, um, first of all, tell us what uh, being a body positive coach is and an integrative nutritionist is. Okay. Um, so I take a more holistic approach to health and wellness, okay. um, meaning that we often prioritize physical health over other aspects of health. And when other areas of our life are out of balance, yeah. we find that often manifests as physical illness and issues. Yeah. Um, so we can eat all the kale and apples in the world, you know, all day long. But if, you know, we don't have stress management techniques, we're in toxic relationships, yeah. you know, I kind of give those examples a lot. It doesn't yeah. really matter. So um, it's a full, you know, whole per person approach to health. Okay. Um, and then the body positive aspect um, kind of brings in that often we think if we can change our bodies, that will bring happiness and body satisfaction will come. Um, we kind of like what we look better when we look better. Um, yeah. And we kind of find studies are like the opposite. So it's really okay. about learning to love yourself. Um, body acceptance kind of leads to more empowerment, even okay. though that's scary for a lot of people. Right. Um, yeah. Does does accepting who you are mean you're resigning, you know, to work on yourself or become a better version of yourself? And that's not usually the case. That's so um, important for people to, especially people uh, who have a lot of anxiety, they tend to overthink things. And so that resignation is a very important conversation to continue to have. Yeah. Yeah. So about working on health and wellness yeah. for more of approach of love and compassion yeah. and, you know, self-care instead of, um, you know, from a place of lacking and judgment and that type of thing. And so this brings us to Phoenix Transform. The name of your company is is so important uh, and it, it tells its own journey. And I want to, uh, for the most part, Emily, I want you to tell us your journey, uh, which leads us to the name of your company, mm -hmm. but leads us to who you have become. Mm -hmm. uh, you have such an incredible story. Uh, can you can you start us out and walk us through it? Sure. I'm like, oh, where do we begin? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I've, you know, you've read my story online or things like that. Yeah. I've always been like a happier person, yeah. um, you know, just kind of satisfied with life. But I, you know, had grown up with other issues or trauma or yeah. Um, self, you know, worth issues or those types of things. Sure. So I kind of always struggled with my weight, which I think a lot, some people can relate to. Sure, sure. Um, so I've never been healthy, you know, like the healthiest person, not certainly not someone you'd think would be like a health coach now. Um, but, you know, kind of navigated my way through life, always very successful, kind of a go-getter. Right. Right. Um, but then things kind of came to a head for me, I guess you could say, um, several years ago. Uh, my mom had battled a four-year battle with cancer. Um, right. So she lost her battle with ovarian cancer. Right. Um, so just kind of newly dealing with the grief kind of from that and processing that. Yes. That was like a huge hit, obviously. Um, first kind of like huge major death in the family. Yes. Um, it was only a few months after that, that my um, father ended up committing suicide yes. as a result of his grief and kind of was in a dark place. Right. Um, so that is like a whole nother level of grief yes. uh, that people are ashamed to talk about. And 
Um, it's kind of taboo sometimes in society and that type of thing. Um, but I'm very open about it because it's part of my story. And so that, you know, I was already kind of, you know, grieving and in a dark place. That really rocked my world. Sure. Um, totally, you know, shattered me, made me heartbroken. Um, was kind of numb and just, you know, kind of left surviving every day. And it was, it, it, it happened, it happened in a, in a short time period. Yeah, it was um, six months after my mom passed. Right. So or this, seven months, yeah. So this was a very... All uh, the same year. All in the same year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is, it, like you said, uh, years ago, and that impact, that grief yeah. just continued to, yeah. to come compound. And you and I had a discussion right before um, the podcast in regards to depression and grief. And so you really had to start working through that grief and kind of deciding how you were going to get over this. You had, you had a couple of choices. Yeah. Well, in that time, you know, it, it takes some time to tell people you have to sit with uncomfortable yeah, feelings. Yeah. Uh, so everyone goes through grief, right? We all lose people, but it's something we kind of don't talk about or don't express when we're struggling. Right. It's such a natural part of being a human. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely um, compounded, right? When you have any type of loss in, in your family, um, but yeah, like, like suicide brings a whole nother dimension. There's survivor's guilt. Um, yes. You know, there's how did I not know or what yes. could I have done differently? Yes. Um, and just, you know, not to mention I was 28 years old and had lost both my parents in the same within, year. Within yeah. six months. Yes. Yeah. What, what did you do? Uh, what happened after, after your father's? So yeah. that's where like the story, like that is enough to be kind of a crazy story, right? Yes. But then things got worse. <laughs> um, so I was in no you know, shape to be the triumph comeback story at all yet. That right. was kind of down the road. Right. Um, it was a few months after my dad had passed. Um, I was on my way to work one morning um, and a guy ran a red light and T-boned my car. Yes. And so as a result, eventually there was kind of a string of events and stuff happened with that. And I just tried to keep going, ignoring and stuff like that. But eventually the pain was so bad and debilitating um, that I went to the ER and we did a bunch of scans. Because you didn't at for, at, at first, correct? No. Well, I did go to the ER directly after the accident, complaining okay. of uh, chest pain, like in my ribs and neck and back pain. Right. Okay. Um, but they didn't do any scans. They didn't really want to subject me to radiation and that type of thing. Okay. So okay. I was like just working, numbed out, like I don't have time for anything else to be wrong. Um, and yeah, so finally it just became unbearable. Like every day, you know, pain, shooting nerve pain how down my was, legs. How long, how um, long so went that, by? Almost two months. Wow. So yeah. you dealt with this physical pain after the accident for two months. Yeah. On top of <laughs> On top of grieving. grief, yeah. Oh, my um, So I, like, I'm a prime example, too, of, like, the integrative health. Like, I was unhealthy mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually, and physically. Wow. It was all around. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so. So you went to, so you went back two months later. You went so back. So finally, yeah, yeah. like, I, I can't do this anymore. And sure enough, we did scans. I had, like, four fractured ribs on the one side I had been complaining oh. about. <laughs> Uh, and, um, you know, herniated discs and stuff in my back. So they scheduled three surgeries at that point when I was like, I was in the ER, you know, on pain meds and stuff yeah. and doped up. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So we went ahead with, um, three of the surgeries and they fused my whole lumbar. Uh, okay. and so the third surgery went like terribly wrong. Um, the surgeon kind of ended up butchering me to a degree. I woke up in the ICU with respirator tube shoved down my throat. 
Um, it was a five hour surgery schedule that lasted 12. Wow. Um, with that, they never repositioned you and you're, you know, you're supposed to do that. Um, so I woke up with burns all over my body, um, my forehead, my chest, my hands, uh, my arms, so much that like months down the road, I had to have like six plastic surgery treatments on my forehead and the burn unit team was brought in. Wow. Um, so it was funny, like a lot of the symptoms from the car accident had subsided with the surgeries, but okay. because of the surgery was kind of a failed one. I woke up without being able to move my left leg hardly on my own, like couldn't even put it in a wheelchair. Um, foot, you know, brace, Whereas whatever prior you, call it. you could. Yes. Prior yeah. You could. Yeah. So I had nerve damage. Um, oh my goodness. All that good stuff. So, so this was a result of the actual surgery, not of the car accident. No, yeah, the surgery. Wow. Um, and so I spent a, a time in the hospital and from that extended stay and again, already going into this trauma, you know, not in a good place. Um, yes. So I picked up three superbug infections from the hospital. Um, so those were life threatening. Eventually, um, my systems like started shutting down. I was going septic, had to be rushed back to the ER. Um, yeah, so I'm like, this is a crazy long story, right? Did they put and, and so when you were when you were rushed back to the ER with the superbugs, did they flush you? How did they treat you? So I had to do um, a fourth surgery, which was like a backwash surgery. Um, and then I was put on, you know, IV antibiotics around the clock for pretty much much months. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my life for months was like sitting in my ap apartments and, you know, um, being hooked to IV poles, not really certain if I was going to live or die. It was oh very, very dire straits for a long time, very life threatening. Um, and so that prolonged a lot of my recovery from the auto trauma and the, the back surgeries. Like I couldn't do physical therapy right away. Only. Yeah, or a lot of the stuff that needed to be done to recover. So um, that turned into two more surgeries. Uh, after that, my final sixth surgery, um, they had to go in and remove five pounds of hardware um, that had been growing into my spine for six months. That they hadn't removed. Yeah, so that previously. was put in on the third surgery, but it was caked in infection. So it was, again, is life-threatening. If we don't remove this hardware, you're going to die. But by removing the hardware, right, that's a crazy you know, painful process right. you can imagine that had been growing in your spine for six right. months. What an incredibly, yeah. incredibly painful process that you had yeah, to go through. Yeah, so that was kind of my life for, you know, several years basically was like, you know, 13 medical appointments a week, um, you know, like stuck in, I didn't probably leave my house except for maybe doctor's appointments for over right. a year. Okay, so um, so you, that, that was, I was going to ask you kind of come back to, um, during these surgeries and during this whole process, you were still grieving. Yes. So that was, and now I say it's kind of like a, a blessing in a way, because okay. a lot of people have to go back to their day-to-day -day lives yeah. and you have to move on. And yeah. I, it was very painful at the time. Like I was stuck doing nothing, you know, so I had time to like really process through everything. And, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So we kind of stuck with your own thoughts for a long time. Right. You know, right. a long time makes you kind of a strong person. So with that opportunity, I got to go through and like replay everything from my life and kind of sort out um, different belief patterns, different structures, right. uh, you know, kind of process everything, past traumas or, you know, things, that type of thing. Now, is this during, as this was happening and you were sorting out, um, is this where the integrative part of your healing, as, as you are now and we'll get into that in, in in a little bit because it's such a beautiful 
such a beautiful uh, process that you are in now. But I want to um, kind of go back to that integrative part of it where you said none of it was connected at first, the spiritual part, the mental part. Yeah. During that time when you were uh, when you were home during those surgeries, those 13 surgeries, was it? Uh, six. Six, yeah. sur- six, yeah. six surgeries. Uh, is that when the integrative started, that process so of I, connection, yeah, it, everything? It took a while. Yeah. Um, you know, even after I finished the IV antibiotics, I was on uh, other antibiotics for a year. I'd it took me like a year and a half to put my own shoes on again. You know, like right. all these crazy things, right. two years of physical therapy. But it was it was kind of like fine. You know, I spent a long time, I like to say like the dark night of the soul, you know, as a, a okay. phrase and yeah. a saying yeah. where I'm like, none of this matters, you know, like nothing, whatever, you know, like misery, pain, suffering. Um, and then finally, like you, you hit a threshold, like a crossing point where it's like, I was so depressed about my past, anxious about my future, but I was like, there's so much out of my control, right? Yeah. So what yeah. can I control? What can I focus on? Um, so it even started small with just like uh, meditating in my bed at home. Like I'm stuck at, in my house, can't go anywhere. Um, you know, I can't exercise or do these other things outside of physical therapy, but I can strengthen my core muscles by breathing exercises. Wow. Um, so that I, I say like meditation changed my life. Um, that was probably like the first piece of the puzzle was starting that. Um, I had a, a yoga teacher at Ethos Yoga who, Catherine, the owner, is fantastic. And I remember her saying, like, um, even if you aren't, can't exercise, breathing you know, exercises can strengthen muscles. So I started with that. And then that led into other things. I think the more you're in control of your thoughts, right, we can not identify ourselves with our thoughts. Um, we can let okay. them come. We can let them go um, and say okay. this is a feeling is not a fact. A thought's not a fact. That's it's so not important. me. Um, so that kind of helped me, you know, look at thought patterns. And then I just started taking this avenue down into like every type of anything, right. To help me get better. Cause they told me like, you, you probably never walk again without a walker. Right. That was unlikely. They gave you a lot of negative information. Not always up front, but after the fact, you know, they shared, you know, like we didn't think this would ever happen, you know, but they did tell me like, you'll never be able to do yoga again. And now I do international yoga retreats and, um, so yeah, it you know started float tank therapy, acupuncture, okay. energy work, I, and then that kind of brought in the nutrition aspect too. Um, you know, I realized that again, so much of this was out of my control, but what I fueled myself what, with was under my control. So you know, how do I use nutrition to build muscle in my spine? How do I use nutrition to fight my infections? Okay. Um, you know, how do I use it to cope with anxiety and depression, or you know, these things I was experiencing. Um, so that it all started coming together. And the key thing too, with bringing like the body positive aspect <clears throat> is I had, you know, like lost weight before in the past. And I, I've shared this a lot too. And it was, you know, all about physical health and the scale and right. counting right. things. Right. And so I was like, I almost died more than once. Like I do not have the mental, I have all these other things, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm learning how to walk again. I don't care about counting things. So I knew there right. had to be a better way than like being obsessed about stuff you know, how can we, again, approach nutrition even and health from compassion and love and not restriction and punishment. So I'm like, I won't go down that route again. You won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You won't do it. And you don't encourage it no, at, at yeah. all. It's not part of your process. Um, Emily, when you, uh, you had, you mentioned as you were in going through your recovery, your physical recovery process from these surgeries, nutrition has played a huge part of it. And we talk a lot uh, about 
lifestyle changes. And a lot of times that goes in one ear and out the other because people are, you know, they say, yeah, that sounds great lifestyle changes, but you don't understand my life or my life's too hectic to make all of these changes. What are some little changes? But really you are a living example Mm -hmm. of there was, you made a choice in that, in, in moments, there were several moments where you made choices to do research where you, all you could do was maybe read uh, something, look yeah. something up online mm-hmm. and figure out how to change your your own narrative. Mm-hmm. So that nutrition part of it was so important. You said, how does this heal my body? We talk about this mm-hmm. all the time. I talk to so many people about this. What did you, what was the, one of the first things you started doing? Um, like food is medicine, like food yeah. is fuel. And so that's why I work with clients a lot on getting healthier, but while working on a relationship with food, so many people yes. are terrified of foods and yeah. there's so much fear and obsessing and, um, you know, like, so it's a mix of like, yeah, if you don't make time for your health then you're going to be forced to make time for your illness, don't I know it? Yes. Uh, you know, like yeah. I experienced right. that, you know, right. like, I don't have time to get healthy. Like I'm a hard work. I got work and right. Well, then right. I couldn't work at all. Um, so there's that aspect, but then, you know, also talking about like the mental component of some of those food when we're so obsessed about it, that creates mental stress, that creates, you know, a, a cortisol and adrenaline and right. things um, right. that negatively affect your health. So there has to be a balance between like, you know, food is medicine, but then also we have to live um, and prioritize yeah. our mental health. And, you know, sometimes food is just food. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of started looking for me right in the past, like dieting kind of gives you a negative view of foods okay. and yeah, obsessive or that type of thing. So I started with even <clears throat> like when I eat this particular thing, what does it do for me? So I started looking at it from like okay. every time I eat is an opportunity to express self-love to myself. So like when I eat this blueberry, it's not, I'm choosing to eat this blueberry because I have to, because it's good for me and all the health experts, but I'm looking like, what? oh, it does this, you know, it helps with inflammation. It does this or that, or this is good for my eyes. And um, so it's just kind of changing that viewpoint of, yeah. Food changing was, your perspective. Yeah. It was a coping mechanism for like stress That's or great. turmoil before. Yeah. And yeah. now it's a way that I can show my, nourish myself. And yeah. I, I love what you just said, uh, how you termed it, your relationship with food, because it is, it's a relationship that you have because it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. You're putting it into your body. Yeah. Uh, your body is a temple. And you're putting that, what goes in comes out. It comes out physically, it comes out emotionally. And that's such a huge part of it. I am so, wow, I, I, I have to, uh, I have to take a breath because that your, your story is so incredible. Thank you so much for, for sharing it here. Um, because I'm, I'm so excited about what this has brought you to. This brought you to some really incredible, incredible things. Yeah. So I think um, by kind of sharing my story or that I haven't always been healthy or I've yeah. struggled, I know the gamut of kind of health struggles. Um, people feel comfortable working with me Yes. Um, because there is no judgment and I get it. I've been there. So, you know, I know strategies that can help address yep. some of these things. Um, and so, yeah, I don't feel comfortable giving people quick gimmicks or fixes yeah. or things like, yeah, you're just going to drop weight today and then a year from now be worse off. Um, so it's definitely about like long, sustainable health yes. and yes. it's a long haul progress, not perfection, you know, all that stuff. So you have, uh, what, 
what you're doing now, this process, this journey, you're still on it. Of yeah, course, always, we all are. It's always, yeah. um, so after the surgeries, after you started to become better, your body started to heal. Then talk us into what happened after that. Yeah. So, you know, just slowly, but surely keep, you have to be able to break things down yeah. into bite-sized pieces. And if I looked at the whole overwhelming mountain I had to climb, I would have never started. Right. So it's like, how, what do I need to do yeah. today? Like who needs me to be on my A game today? Like what, yeah. you know, one day at a time. And I know that's such a cliche, but it's so it's true. So true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I showed up every day, you know, and did what I had to do. And you see that those things add up. And um, so it's, it's about a lot of different pieces, right? Like bringing in self-awareness, strengthening yeah. mind-body connection, um, yeah, self-love, you know, all these types of things. And yeah, so I started to get better and, you know, push myself and, you know, walking further and doing this or that. Um, so kind of the main, I guess, turning point was as I was starting to improve, I was like, I know I want to like I felt so free, right? And like happy and changing my relationship with food and with my body and no more sh shame and, and yeah. things like that. And it, that's empowering, um, not getting smaller. Um, yeah, I got smaller in the process and lost like a hundred and some pounds while I was recovering. Um, but that's not something, you know, in the past, you know, like I would have like loved that pat on the back. That's not the story. It's not a weight loss story. Um, it's about the things I gained, you know, along the way. Wow. Um, so yeah, I was like, I just, I, I am a different person. I feel like this approach to health is sustainable. I want to help other people. Right. And yeah. I wasn't really sure what avenue that would take. Um, so I ended up going back to school and training in the right. um, Integrative Institute for Nutrition in New York. And, you know, that reaffirmed like everything I believe that health is more complex. It's not just food in, calories in, calories out. Yep. Um, so much other than what we eat affects weight and those types of things like stress, medication, environment, you know, yeah. and so forth. Um, so I really loved that. And yeah, like, so while I was in school retraining, I was still kind of on my journey of recovering yeah. and um, pushing myself. So like one of the, the biggest steps, I don't know if we talked about, like I... I pushed myself to go to a yoga retreat in Bali, Indonesia. Because they, they said you can't. Because they said you could you, ever you do yoga. Do well, you probably can't do yoga again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't phrase it like that, but I'm like, do you think I'll be able to do yoga again? Yeah. They're like, no, I don't know. Really. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, that just made me mad. So I was like, watch me. Um, so yeah, I started even at my I house, just doing what stretches I could do. And it progressed again. And yeah, I had no idea if I could even make the longest flight in the world. I like to share that story because like, yeah, a year before I couldn't even fly to my best friend's, one of my best friend's wedding a few states away, but I'm going to take the longest flight in the world to Bali, Indonesia. That's, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's so empowering. Yeah. It's so inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I just, I had to do a lot of more preca precautions than other people would have to. And even right. then I was further back in my recovery, but yeah, like, so stuff like that, I'm like, you can do anything, you know, you put your mind to. Um, I truly believe that. And so you went to Bali. You did that, that. That was, and like you said, it was one of the turn. It was one of that the was like kind of a, yeah. a huge step for me right, on this right. path um, to kind of do that and prove to myself you can do hard things and and you um, did it. Put yourself out there, and, and it was beautiful. Yes, yeah, life changing, and yeah, yeah. So that's taken me to other stuff, and then to finish school, and yeah. yeah. So you finished school. How long ago did you finish school? So it would have been last. So I've been doing this business coaching with clients about a year and a half. Yes. I started with some clients before school finished, but yeah, so about a year and a half ago. Yes. So you that's that that brings us to now. 
Uh, you started you started coaching, started doing these guys about a year and a half ago, and you have been out in the community, uh, telling your story, talking talking to people. Like you said, um, your vulnerability is mm-hmm. a huge asset yeah. for so many people. That's a huge asset for uh, to, for healing, mm-hmm. for healing. Uh, so you've been able to share your story. You've been able to start Phoenix Transform. Mm-hmm. And that's something else too, right? Like yeah. years, you know, starting this, like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's like, I just had to, yeah. I knew this crazy story, right? It needed to help other people. There's a reason I went through this turmoil and yeah. if it helps just one person, then it'll be worth it. And yeah, so uh, that, you know, fulfills me too, that yeah. this, yeah, I can help other people on their crazy paths or their right. journeys to health and vibrancy and you know, wellness. Well, I know you have, you have touched so many people with this today. I, you've helped me personally, uh, listening to you right now. And, and in our conversations, I, I'm, I'm just so inspired by everything that you continue to do. Uh, I see, um, you have traveled quite a bit. Uh, that's part of, that's part of your ongoing journey and ongoing recovery yeah. process. I'm so, so happy for you. I, I, I'm just absolutely moved by you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So I want to ask you, is there anything else you would like to add? Um, besides, you know, just if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, yeah. um, I am facilitating a women's type of like body positive retreat this summer Great. on the west side of Michigan. Great. Um, we'll have some fun activities planned for that. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm really into like natural remedies, um, herbal medications, you yeah. know, things of that nature. So I actually am going to be launching my own herbal medicinal tea line this soon. This is great. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. So yeah. I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, I was sharing with you, like tea is something that kind of one of the first things I did on my health journey too, you know, to get off pop or other sugary stuff. I started drinking a lot of herbal teas. Um, and so they're ones I believe in and yeah, they help medicine Um, and, and it's medicine. So you'll, this will be soon. You're releasing this tea soon. Uh, and so where can people contact you if they want to work with you? Um, so you can find me on at phoenixtransform.com. Okay. Um, soon the tea information will be added up there as well under a business name tree blessings um and then i'm also on social media on facebook and on instagram if you just search phoenix transform on facebook or it's phoenix transform m or phoenix transform um um on instagram okay okay wonderful well emily wow Thank you. I was like, how much time do you have? Thank you. I know. I know. And we could be here. Uh, there, there's so much more to your story. We'll have you back on to talk about some other specific things uh, that you continue to do and that you continue to help people heal with because you're using it yourself. Yeah. You're a beautiful, beautiful example of it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for being here. Thank you to our viewers and listeners. I'm Lisa Metropolis with Kaiba Health and Life, a local imprint with a global impact. Until next time.